You are now listening to The Plug, The Bushy and the Mountain Man, a little podcast about nothing. All right. Welcome to The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. I am your host, Bushy. As you know, the Mountain Man is not with me, and I really didn't have this episode planned, uh, so to speak, but it just kind of came to me. So um, I guess I'll just go ahead and get right into it. Um, I guess what's been bothering me lately is music snobs, but then you kind of realize that we're all music snobs. I mean, we all like what we like. The problem is when people are so elitist about it and just talk horrendous amounts of crap, you know, about other people. And, and this is normally done on social media. I definitely have a lot more respect for people that will talk their shit to me, to, to, you know, to my face. But these people on social media that will just bash the hell out of somebody because they listen to a band or artist that... Um, that, you know, such and such doesn't think is any good. And I'm guilty of it, too. You know, because you know, we like what we like. Uh, for example, you know, uh, the Beatles changed the game. They changed the game. And I am not a fan. I, uh, I don't understand all the hoopla. Uh, as I've gotten older, I appreciate what the Beatles have done for music in general. But man, all that hippie, druggy stuff they did is just god-awful tripe. I don't understand how people listen to it. And I don't even understand what they're talking about half the time. I, ha- I-, I guess you have to be in a psychedelic haze to even like that nonsense. Other side of that is, one of the songs that I really enjoy by the Beatles is Octopus's Garden. And I have no idea what the hell Ringo is singing about in that tune, so if you can... Help me out. <laughs> Tell me what the hell he's talking about. That would be great. But they really changed the game. I mean, uh, rock and roll was already here. But the Beatles, man, it just exploded. And I, I have to admit that I do like that 60s Beatles. You know, the the Hard Days Night Beatles, the Help Beatles, the, uh, the I Want to Hold Your Hand Beatles, Love, Love Me Do, that stuff. I love that Beatles. You know, you can have your yellow submarines and skies with diamonds and all that shit. You can have all that nonsense. I, you know, I just want nothing to do with it. <laughs> I think it's absolute garbage. And uh, I don't think they're the greatest rock and roll band ever. Um, and, and the greatest rock and roll band ever, in my opinion, is not my all-time favorite band. Uh, they're another British band. That'd be the Rolling Stones. You know, I think they are far superior to the Beatles. But... I'm also admittedly a blues fan. And as we all know, you know, the Rolling Stones are very, very blues-based. And um, nothing could be more evident than, uh, you know, of course, their early stuff. But my favorite Rolling Stones album, Goat's Head Soup, it is just loaded with the blues. Now, it's got some hippie tripe in there as well. It's even got one jam that sounds very country. But come on, Star Star, or under its original title, Starfucker, that's very blues. Heartbreaker, very blues, great stuff. Absolutely love that album. And I think sometimes that maybe they don't get the credit they deserve as being the greatest rock and roll band of all time because people still sing you know, so much praise to the Beatles. But I can't hate people because you like the Beatles. That would be asinine it would be ridiculous you know another case in point this guy is so divisive across the rock and roll scene it's it it amazes me because people care too much about what artists of any kind do or say in their private life me i don't i really don't give a shit you know if i listened to or didn't listen to bands musicians artists simply because of what they said in their private life you know, even though they may be speaking publicly, there's a lot of stuff I couldn't listen to at all. And I just I just refuse to do that. But I got to talk about Sammy Hagar, man. This guy gets so much hate. So much hate. Why? Because he dug being in Van Halen. He may have or may not have messed it up, <laughs> you know, depending on whose side of that fence you believe. It's, it's absolutely crazy if you ask me. But um, Sammy... 
I've gone on record before, and I'll go on record again. One of the greatest voices in rock and roll. And man, the guy still has it. Um, Van Halen, while the numbers may say he didn't sell as many albums, the number ones are there, you know. And uh, I guess a lot of times for success, that's the way it's measured, is how many number one albums, how many number one uh, uh, you know tracks do you have. And uh, man, Van Halen with Sammy did it. Now, there was a different swagger, obviously, with David Lee Roth. And um, maybe even a different sound. But I like the fact that Sammy could pick up a guitar and jam. And it kind of filled out the sound a little bit. But I like a two-guitar uh, two sound. Um, I know a lot of people don't like that. You know, they like that very live, you know, Anthony on bass, uh, 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 you know, Eddie on guitar and Alex on drums. I know they prefer that. But I liked you know, the, the, the way it sounded when it was filled in a little bit. Now, also having said that, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the Sammy era Van Halen. There is a lot I do like, and I, I have found that as I've gotten older. But I think that's just because I like, I like Sammy's voice a hell of a lot better than I like David Lee Roth's. And I like Sammy's solo stuff better than Van Halen. And here's the funny part. This is a weird dichotomy. I kind of like David Lee Roth's stuff solo better than Van Halen. Which I know, it's, it's, it's all kinds of messed up. You know, who the hell could have fronted that band in the 70s other than David Lee Roth? Who could have brought him to that pinnacle in the 80s? You know, mid-late 80s, other than Sammy Hagar? I don't know. I don't know. I don't have that answer. But the vitriol and hate that fans get for liking one over the other, I think, is absolutely ridiculous. It's like, shh, it's okay. People can like other stuff, you know. And I'm telling you, I've been guilty of this crap. And case in point is Nirvana. Case in point is Nirvana, because I can't stand that band. Now, um, again, as I've gotten older, there's a couple, three songs here and there, very sparsely populated, let me tell you what. That, uh, that I actually can tolerate. Um, I like Territorial Pissings a lot. I like um, Heart Shaped Box an awful lot. Uh, yeah, that might be it. <laughs> that might be it. I'm not a fan of Nirvana at all. And when I talk about this elitist attitude, I've been guilty of saying things like the, uh, the best song Kurt Cobain ever wrote was uh, I Hate Myself and Want to Die only because he had the decency to follow through. That's a horrible thing to say. That's a horrible thing to say. And it's a horrible thing to say to, you know, to diehard fans of that band. Because who the hell am I to judge them for liking something? I mean, I like glam metal a lot. You know, glam rock, whatever you want to call it. I don't like the term hair metal. I think that's... Um, it diminishes the, the, the music. And yeah, a lot of it was cheesy. I'm not going to lie, but man, the 80s were such a fun party rock time that the lyrics didn't have to be that deep. You know, if you wanted to listen to deep music, you would listen to folk. And that's just another one of those things I am definitely not into, you know. But, but I love that stuff. I blame Nirvana and the whole grunge scene for killing it. Never mind the fact that, you know, record companies were just oversaturating the market with this stuff. And it was getting to a point where a lot of these, you know, glam bands, I mean, they were bad. They were bad. And I'm talking worse than Poison bad. And I love Poison. Absolutely love Poison. And yeah, I, I, you know, I catch a lot of shit for that too. But when you oversaturate a market... That's what ends up happening, you know. Something else has to rise up and take over. The only thing I've really seen, in, you know, in the rock music scene that has, you know, stood the test of time is heavy stuff. You know, all the way since, you know, Metallica came out. You know, that, that kind of set the bar. It changed the whole attitude. Because for the longest time, metal, while heavy, could still have a fun element, uh... It was still melodic. Uh, thrash, while I love thrash music, <clears throat> you have to admit most of the time isn't nearly as melodic. Uh, of course, you could argue that with me too, saying, you know, Bushy, you're insane. Of course it's melodic. What are you listening to? 
but it's not the same thing, you know, it's just not the same thing. But heavy music <clears throat> over the years is the one thing that's kind of stayed true, even though even that has changed, you know. Um, and there's a group of people out there that just cannot stand this newer version of heavy, heavy stuff, you know. I think Slipknot are great, absolutely great. And uh, there's people out there that say, well, that's not metal. Well, how the hell is it not metal? It has everything heavy metal is supposed to have. You know, crushing drums, uh, killer crunchy guitars, uh, you know, pounding bass. The vocals are screamed out. I mean, come on. That's, isn't that the very definition of metal? <laughs> you know, it's, it's weird because I, <clears throat> I, I have a hard time understanding why we all think this way and why all of our opinions matter. And I guess the only time it really bugs me is when you have people attacking fans of music. If you don't like something, fine, you don't like something. But to constantly, all the time, have to throw your two cents in, oh, well, that's just shit. Again, shh. It's okay for people to like stuff you don't like. I promise. You know, I don't get the monkeys. I don't understand that nonsense at all. It's not my thing. I can't hate people for liking it. That's just ridiculous, you know? I mean, the same could be said for my all-time favorite band, Kiss. That's, that's a very divisive band. Very divisive. There's some of us that love all eras. Um, we like some better than other in these eras. I mean, my favorite era, I, if I really am honest with myself, is probably the 80s. But that's because I like that glam sound. You know what I mean? But nine times out of ten when I go to put a Kiss album on, what I'm putting on is one of those original, you know, six or eight albums. You know, everything up to Charisma. Because Unmasked, I'm not really a fan of. You know, I've, I've tried and tried and tried. And there's a couple of good tracks here and there, but it's just not my thing. Even Creatures which is a great album. I only listened to a couple songs on it. You know, I, I could take it or leave it. I think Lick It Up is a much better record. But you can't deny that chemistry and that force, that power that was those original four guys. You know, and um, a lot of people, a lot of people bitch about, you know, Tommy Thayer and Eric Singer wearing the makeup and, you know, just being copycats and whatever. You know, there, there's validity to that. You know, I understand the argument. I don't see how it takes away from the music. Now, I will say, Paul's voice being messed up takes away from the music. That doesn't mean that I don't want to go see them next month down in Greensboro. It's my all-time favorite band. They're never going to tour again, supposedly. <laughs> we'll see, because I've already seen them on one farewell tour. But they're supposedly not going to you know, tour anymore. I would like to catch them one last time to see that spectacle. You know, to see the drool and blood and breathing fire and flying through the air and drum risers and all that shit. I'd love that. But I know it's not the original band. I'm okay with that. You know, I don't have a problem with that. They have two albums under their belt with that lineup, which to me qualifies them as a band and not just a cover band. You know, and I understand the, um, the hatred with the makeup. The bottom line is, all the bitching and whining and crying can't change that. You know, Gene and Paul made an offer. These two guys said, yeah, hell yeah, okay, we'll put it on, whatever. We'll do it. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. You know, fuck, they're getting paid. Now, I don't know that I would do it, you know, because I love that Ace thing so much. I love his, you know, his stage presence, his persona, that it does kind of cheapen it. But I can't hate Tommy Thayer for doing it, you know. And that's kind of what I mean when I talk about, you know, this elitist mentality that, uh, well, that's not my band. That's not my kiss. And I thought, well, you know, fuck you. <laughs> it still is. It's just not the guys in the band you want. And I, and I understand the argument. And the great thing is that uh, you have this option of not listening to it. You know, you can turn the damn thing off. Why, why folks feel the need to bash on somebody for liking it? is beyond me, you know, and I, I guess that's kind of where I draw the line, but 
Let's go ahead. We're going to get into some music. Now, I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what I'm going to play. This could be a surprise for both of us. <laughs> so here's uh, some music on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man.
Another band that uh, it gets under my skin people hate so much is Avenged Sevenfold. It annoys the hell out of me that people don't like this band. Because to me, this band in particular, out of all these, you know, new metal type bands that came out, this one seems to be the most in sync with what I liked in the 80s. Now, their first couple of albums, probably not. The first album, I mean, Sounding the Seventh Trumpet, that was nothing but screamo metal. You know, do I dig it? Yeah. Is it my favorite album? Absolutely not. It's actually the one I listen to the least. The interesting thing about Avenged Sevenfold, though, is every album sounds different. It's like it's a different style every time. You know, Waking the Fallen, a little bit of screaming, all of a sudden you find out M Shadows can sing. And then you move into City of Evil, and that album sounded even more different. That was more metal, you know, and so on and so forth as you move into the White Album, as you move into Diamonds in the Rough, and, you know, and then The Rev died, and you have uh, Nightmare, which I thought was an amazing album with Mike Portnoy on drums, and you know, even the stage. Every album just sounds different. I think it's absolutely amazing, or Hail to the King before the stage. You know, and Hail to the King was a true homage to metal. Because these guys are fans. I mean, M. Shadows is a huge Guns N' Roses fan. He was on uh, that metal show with Eddie Trunk and company talking. And they, they asked him, if you could be in any band, what band would it be? What instrument would you play? He's a freaking vocalist. I think he could play piano. I don't know about guitar. But man, this guy said he would love to have been in Guns N' Roses as a guitar player. You know, so he's a he's a metal fan. And if you listen to the album, yes, there's stuff that sounds almost exactly like, I'm not going to lie, Metallica, Megadeth, Guns N' Roses. But it was done for a reason. That was a tribute, if you ask me, to everything metal that that band loves. And they just <laughs> did a record of it, you know. They're a great band, and I don't, I don't know why they catch so much shit. Um, Sinister Gates, great guitar player. Stand up there with the best of them. I don't, I don't care what anyone else says. You don't have to agree. But listen to him. I mean, and he doesn't have to just hit a million notes to say something. That's one of the things I like about guitars. I mean, he's a shredder, but he also knows how to hold back. You know, Vinnie Vincent can't hold back. <laughs> Sinister Gates, he can. It's just real good stuff. Great riffs. The drumming on those albums is always amazing. You know, rest in peace, jimmy sullivan because he was just amazing but it's just really really good music and there's a lot of stuff uh that's not rock and metal re related that i absolutely adore and you know as i said earlier i'm a huge huge fan of the blues and i don't mean just stevie ray vaughn blues and bb king blues although those are probably my two favorites but i mean taj mahal Chris Ree, you know, a British bluesman, you know, uh, like, um, uh, who's, who's the British guy that I like so much? 
man, he plays a Les Paul, and that's just so different for the blues, because blues seems to be Stratocaster-type music, other than B.B. King. He played that Gibson ES-335, but boy, what a sweet tone he got out of that. So many great blues musicians out there, Muddy Waters, you know, uh, Robert Johnson, just great, great stuff, man. You just got to dig, just got to dig. Robert Cray, God, love that stuff. I also love country. Now, here's another time when I get very elitist, and I am absolutely wrong for it. And that's this uh, this new pop country thing. I don't think it's country. Sounds nothing like country music to me. You know, and in the 90s, you know, when uh, Nirvana came out, if, if it wasn't an 80s band, because they released albums in the 90s, and I listened to those, but I wasn't listening to that garbage you know, I, and I, that's what I thought of grunge was garbage. I loved the first Pearl Jam album, hated everything after. Couldn't get into Soundgarden at all. So I switched back to country music, which I was raised on. And uh, Garth Brooks was the greatest thing going, but I was still listening to Hank Jr., you know, and David Allen Coe and you know Willie Nelson and George Jones, stuff like that. But I enjoyed a lot of those 90s artists. Uh, it still sounded like country Pop country, I don't know. I don't get. Other side of that, I dig the hell out of that first Florida Georgia Line album. So I guess all it is is you'll hear something and you either like it or you don't. In good music, it's very subjective, I've realized. It's very, very subjective. You know, um, I think the three greatest underground type thrash bands that are going right now are Thrash or Die and uh, Blood Feast. And, you know, yeah, it's ripping, shredding solos, and it's wicked fast. And it's a lot of yelling-type singing, which isn't a lot of people's thing. But, man, I love the hell out of it. I think it's great. But there's, you know, other than Megadeth and Metallica, who's still out there. And, and Metallica, admittedly, finally released a good album. Megadeth has been more consistent, and I've always been the bigger Megadeth fan. I just like Dave's guitar playing so much better than Kirk Hammett's. But to get back to the country thing, you know, I love a lot of country music. My thing is, it's got to be 90s and back, you know. 90s up to maybe the middle end of the decade, you know, is a country that I like. And take it on back to the, you know, all the way back to the 50s. Uh, there's a lot of pop music that I like. None of it is new. None of it. I think pop lost its soul a long time ago. Although, oh. I freaking like Adam Lambert, man. That guy's got pipes. But pop is so much different than it was in the 80s. It's, just, it's got a different feel. I don't like the auto-tune thing at all. You know, it's a lot like... It's like anybody could be a pop singer anymore because you can auto-tune the hell out of your voice so that it sounds good. You know, there was a time when if you couldn't sing, you couldn't be a musician. You know, definitely not a singer anyway. Now you can hide all that with computer effects, and I think that's absolutely, it's nonsense, it's ridiculous, and it shouldn't be that way. But, you know, society changes, tastes change, music changes. I understand all that. I don't have to like it. I have to learn how to stop bashing the people that do because I'm just as guilty of it. You know, um, rap music is the same way. I love rap. I really do. Old rap. 90s rap. 90s rapping back. You know, I, I was a big NW, uh, NWA fan. I was a big Ice-T fan. And I'm not talking body count fan. I'm talking Ice-T. And I'm talking before the original Gangster album. Way before New Jack City came out. And he had that song New Jack Hustler on it. You know, I was listening to The Power. I was listening to Iceberg. You know, I, I love old school rap. I liked the Ghetto Boys. I liked... Um, a uh, little Scarface, you know, uh, God, Public Enemy. I thought that stuff was great. And the reason I like that stuff so much is because at that point in time, rappers had something to say that I think a lot of suburban white kids knew nothing about. And hear me out on this. I grew up in the military, okay? I, I lived all over the world, and it was always on military bases, and it was always with all religions, all creeds, all ethnicities. Everybody living together side by side. I didn't see color, okay? 
So when you hear N.W.A. come out with straight out of Compton, you know, and fuck the police, and you're hearing about all this brutality against, you know, African-American people, it was shocking to me. You know, it was mind-blowing. When Ice-T was singing those, uh, you know, rapping those crime stories, it was shocking to me. Now, I mean, all these rappers anymore are freaking gazillionaires. You know, what the hell are you going to talk about now? Where, where is your struggle? You can't find an accountant that won't rape you hard enough on your taxes? <laughs> they have nothing to say anymore. So I can't relate to it anymore. I, I, not relate, because I don't think I ever could relate, but I, I just can't dig on it anymore. Country rap, however, is hilarious because it's got those same ghetto beats and such that you expect in rap. And I'm sorry if you find ghetto offensive, but couldn't think of a different word. But that stuff came out of the ghetto, so that's what I'm going to use is ghetto beats. But country rap is talking about stuff I can understand a little more, you know, even if I don't do it anymore. I don't hunt and fish anymore, but I understand you talking about it. I love riding wheelers, shooting shit up. I'll also stand my ground as somebody's in my face and things are going to push me around. That kind of stuff makes sense to me. So country rap, I can actually relate to a little more, especially because I hate city life. <laughs> it's just, it's funny to me that, um, that we can all be so rotten, hateful to each other, just because our musical tastes differ. It, it, it amazes me. You know, um, man, tell you what, while I'm collecting my thoughts, let's go ahead and get back into some more music right here on The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man.
enjoyed that music <laughs> on the plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man because until I go to edit this I have no idea what I put in there yeah no idea what I put in there but you could bet it was fun you could bet it was goofy because I like all kinds of different you know different tunes um as I was sitting here thinking I was thinking back to you know the music that basically defined you know who I am I remember you know, laying on the couch in Heidelberg, Germany, my uh, parents, when my mom and dad were married to each other, you know, I'd have another family over there would play Pinochle, and my dad would always have the, you know, have the stereo going, and I remember him putting on the record, because yeah, it was all vinyl at that time, we barely, you know, we rarely put in a cassette tape, but he, uh, he would put on Hank Williams Jr., The Pressure Is On. I remember falling asleep to that album on many a Saturday night when these folks were over. And, you know, my dad was drinking his Jim Beam and Coke, and his friend was too. And um, women were drinking sweet tea and playing Pinochle. So to this day, that album is just ingrained on my mind as part of who I am. But so is, you know, Creedence Clearwater Revival's uh, Cosmos Factory. My dad was always playing that record. Uh, Pink Floyd, The Wall. To this day, one of my favorite albums of all time. But my dad was always playing it. Always playing it. You know, hell, he's the one that gave me my first two Kiss records. And that's why they're my favorite band to this day. Because at that point, I had never heard anything like that. You know, CCR, Pink Floyd, Hank Jr. My mom liked Barry Manilow and like Barbara Streisand. My dad gave me those two Kiss records and it was it was done. I was hooked on rock and roll forever. And that would have been the Kiss 74 debut and Kiss Alive. Just, you know, changed my whole outlook on music. And for a long time there, I would only listen to heavy music. And I grew up when Thriller hit, man. I was eight years old when Thriller hit. And, I, dude, I was all about Michael Jackson. Loved him, loved him, loved Prince. You know, loved all that stuff. And I guess the point of all this, because I know this is going to be a short episode. I guess the point of all this is... We don't have to be rotten to each other because we have different tastes in music. Hell, like I said, I don't like the Beatles, but I respect what they did for the music scene. I love Elvis Presley, but I think Buddy Holly, had he not died in that plane crash, he'd have been the king of rock and roll. That's just kind of how I feel, you know, but love Elvis. Man, that dude can sing. God, he can sing. You know, and he's another one that, you know, Buddy Holly, I mean, is another one. I used to hear all the time, my dad was always playing Buddy Holly records. And then, you know, to throw you off, he had Led Zeppelin. Um, I want to say it was four, because I remember hearing Stairway a lot. So we had, uh, had a little bit of Led Zeppelin, and he had some Black Sabbath. And the ones he had was Born Again and Paranoid, the only two Sabbath albums he owned. So I was well-versed in those two records. But I got to tell you, it formed it formed me liking hard rock, heavy metal as my favorite genre. Definitely doesn't mean it's the only genre I listen to. So yeah, the point of this is we don't have to hate each other because our musical opinions differ. We can respect each other and, you know, not agree. That's okay. It's allowed, people. I think America could understand that a lot these days. But when it comes to tunes, man, hell... Dig on what you dig on. Screw what other people say. I think if you're an elitist and you're an asshole to people about it, that's some soul searching you have to do. There's nothing wrong with a person that likes, you know, Sammy era Van Halen better than David Lee Roth era Van Halen. There's nothing wrong with that person. That's just their musical taste. You know, that's that's just kind of how it is. Um, there's a lot of people that ACDC is only Bon Scott. You know, Brian Johnson was nothing. I disagree. I like both eras, but... Brian Johnson is what I grew up with. You know, I had to go back <laughs> to, to hear to hear Bon Scott era ACDC. So I guess I really have nothing to promote. Um, 
Rock and Pod 4 is coming up August 14th, 15th, 16th. Details haven't been released yet, but I'm sure they will be soon. Make sure you book your room. I'm pretty sure it's at the airport Hilton this year in Nashville, Tennessee, which is in the same area as the Marriott we were at last year. So hope all that goes well. Can't wait for those details. You know Bushy's going to be there. Hopefully I could drag Mountain Man's ass out this time. But I will be there. Can't wait to hang out with everybody again. Hey man, like I said, you guys, you like what you like. You listen to what you listen to. Don't let other people shit on your parade just because you like something they don't like. I like the fucking Bee Gees for Christ's sakes. You know, there's a lot of people that don't. So you guys, keep it tuned to what you like to keep it tuned to. I'm going to get out of here. Thanks for listening to this short little blurb. I just get so sick of seeing people bash at people on social media because they like something that is beneath what they like. To me, I'm like, man, suck my ass. Say it to my face. I'll respect it more. And I'm not saying say it to my face like I fight you. I'm saying I'll respect it more than you being a keyboard warrior. Because that's the highest form of pussy douchebag is a keyboard warrior. All right. I'm out of here, guys. You motherfuckers buy vinyl. We'll see you next time. (laughs) 